We have got my partner in crime, my other half, my amazing boyfriend, Austin Zabrocki, on the show. And before you start saying, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. I don't want to listen to what she and her boyfriend have to say. You should. Because first of all, he's the best human on the planet. Not even being bias here. There's lots of people that really love him. He's really that amazing. Um, But also we're so similar in the way that we've pursued life and how we approached life before we met each other. And we have really had like a set list of qualities we were looking for in a partner before we met each other. So that really made such a difference when we met because we weren't even looking for a relationship. Neither of us were. And somehow, you know, obviously things worked out, fate happened, and we were just so compelled to keep seeing each other. So I can't wait to get into this episode. It's kind of a tell-all by popular demand. You guys have asked several times for Austin to be on the show, to share our story, to share some insight. And we've got it all for you guys today. We're getting into all of it. Uh, But most of all, I want to focus on those key concepts of qualities you're looking for in a partner, how to look for them, and setting those standards for yourself. Because that made a complete difference for us in starting this relationship. And I can't wait to share. So stay tuned. It's worth listening to. Hopefully, we answer some of your questions, but if anything, you're going to get to know your host a little bit better, and you're going to meet my awesome guy. What's up, world? (laughs) You nailed it, everyone. Birthday edition. I've got the birthday boy, Austin Davis Sabraki. Well, by the time this airs, it'll be your birthday, so shush. Um, Austin Davis, he's my partner in crime. Everybody knows him. And we are doing a special edition of Misunderstood today because, I don't know, our relationship is probably pretty misunderstood. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't feel like I ever share it. Well, we don't like share the specifics a lot. I think most people know from you, from your (laughs) social media. (laughs) They know like social media like level, but they don't know Uh, like into the weeds. This is how wonderful we are, you know? Okay. Probably not even your friends because you're so humble and sweet. (laughs) You're already embarrassed. Stop. Okay, everyone. Popular demand here. You wanted to hear from Austin, so I forced him. It took a couple white claws, but here we are. Episode's not sponsored. So, Austin Davis, I'd love for you to go into your first memory of me. Just really kick things off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> it, all, uh, it all started with a mutual friend, really, and it was more just a setup for a party bus, and we had a bunch of buddies that were basically all invited on this bus, but we didn't know. This was like two summers ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was supposed to hold 27 people. We had no idea how it was going to be. So our mutual friend, shout out Allie, was <laughs> planning the bus. And she kind of like with with us, we always just had a big group of guys. So she could just ask one of us and then we'd all just be like, oh, yeah, we're in. And then and by big group, he means he runs with like 14 of them. Oh, so they would like all 14 be there. Like 10, but yeah. Okay. So anyways, we did that and – uh, Allie basically said that she kind of gave us a few names of who was going. So 
being who we were, we just looked up every single person, every single name of the person she gave. <laughs> Free and then, what? That's normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to get an idea, right? Nothing harmful of who was on the bus. So our my first memory is, of course, you were one of the first names because you were one of the first invited. So um, we looked you up and all your friends. It's not really a memory. Basically, you just looked at my picture online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a freak. <laughs> just kidding. I didn't know at all who any of you were. I really didn't. She didn't tell me squat before going on the bus. So I remember debriefing my friends and being like, well, don't know how this party bus is going to go, but let's just have an open mind and I'm sure it'll be a good time and maybe we'll make a couple new friends. That was it. And then I guess my first memory of you was my apartment was like the meeting point for the party bus because mm-hmm. so, I live downtown in Columbus. So all the girls showed up first. There was like 10 women there and we were all like having a good time. Music was going. And then all of a sudden the doorbell rang and I opened my door and you were boom right there. And then all 100 million of your dudes were standing right behind you. You say it's only 10. I think it was like 17. There was like a ton of you. But you were standing right in front. And I was like, hi. And you're like, hi. And then we step in and you go, I'm Austin. And you always say it in like this specific voice. And no, if you've not, met Austin, voice, you know, though. well, it's not high pitched like mine, but you have this like, I'm Austin. I don't know. It's very definitive for anyone who's ever met you. So I remember meeting you. And your name was probably the only one I remember besides – I remember meeting Brendan and, like, a couple other people. But other than that, it was all a blur. And then we didn't talk the entire night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was my first memory. But we – I mean, we like had a good time. I think yeah. back then you and I were both just, like, super focused on our career, super focused on our friends, really focused on our friends, and really mm-hmm. just have no intention of – like taking dating seriously at all yeah and i i feel like it was more it's you got to try too hard to really like go out of your way on a party bus especially it's more like who you sit by Mm -hmm. and then once you're in the bar like you can mingle a little but really then you're like back on and it's harder so i mean i think harder to just like focus on talking and having long conversations with one person right it's so, easy to meet people yeah, on it like mm-hmm. in an environment yeah. like that but yeah, yeah we didn't have any like serious and conversations by going with the flow it just made it makes a night that much better right but even after the party bus it's not like you like hit me up and we're like hey yeah, yeah. let's go out we like didn't well but you also communicate <laughs> i feel like in that scenario too though you have to know like if everyone's having fun together you have to know that that's going to happen again so you don't want to be too pushy right ah, off the bat. So you were confident we would meet again. I mean, I I wasn't. You're being bashful. Okay, <laughs> I, I just, that's fine. I well, we didn't we didn't have a thing for each other then. I know. That's so what it was I'm more saying. just like if you're. I'm saying be we went on our merry ways, and yeah, then yeah. we like we knew who we were, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. and like I would see your group out sometimes. You would see my friends out sometimes. Yeah. We would co-mingle. So. But then, uh, as fate would have it, your friend, shout out to John, um, was interested in one of my friends and wanted to go on a double date. And this was, like, three months later, I'm pretty sure. So, like, that was July. This is September. It was a a couple months later. Yeah. It was probably, like, a month and a half. Okay. Enough with the specifics. All right. This is a couple months later. And he wanted to go on a double date. But I was seeing somebody else. So 
you were not on my radar and he was asking to go on a double date with me and my other date. But the night before I ended up like we like stopped talking. So I texted John and was like, hey, like just go on your date with her alone. Like no more double date. Sorry, bud. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. Like I'll find someone. Yeah. And then 6 p.m. the next day he brought you. You always got to have a wingman. That's a true thing. Oh, the Uh, wingman? That's a key to dating. Apparently, you and John are pretty notorious about these double dates. I came to find later. Yeah, but it makes it more fun and free-flowing if you have a friend with you. Free-flowing, You're more yourself with a friend there. And so it makes the date more relaxed, for sure. Well. It does. I guess you were relaxed. I also thought that you didn't like me at all. I did, I did because it was a Tuesday and I think like I got in the car and you and John were in the front seat and I was kind of like trying to chat with you a little bit because that was the first time we had done anything on a weekday because <laughs> why would we have hung out a weekday before that and I was like hey like how are you and one of the first things you said was I don't go out on Tuesdays <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like okay you weren't like, so happy we're here together <laughs> yeah but you were like how are you and I was just like I don't go out on Tuesdays I, probably, <laughs> I mean you were kind of nice at some but point I said that yeah okay within the first couple of minutes I was in the car you were like I don't go out on Tuesdays I'm very serious about my work that's what tone. you said oh shush but then you ended up having a very lovely time with me and here we are now now you're stuck that's what uh, happened. Stuck. Huh? Ha, ha, ha. And then, okay. So that was how we met. First date. la dee da Things developed, obviously. So there came a point where we were going on double dates consistently, and then we both decided we should, like, kick the double dates and just start doing one-on-one dates. Yeah. And so we started going one-on-one dates, and it kind of all happened by accident, I would say, like, I think you knew kind of what you were looking for in life and like in qualities that you wanted in a partner. And then I knew what I wanted in life and what qualities I was looking for in a partner. And everyone had told me the cliche forever that like, it always happens when you're not looking. Yeah. But we were like genuinely not looking. Mm -hmm. Or kind of like not interested, to be honest, because we were both doing our own thing. Um, But I knew I wanted someone social and I wanted someone who loved their family and was really hardworking. And although I didn't know all things, those things about you, obviously, like when we first started talking and started going on dates, every time we went on a date, more and more was kind of revealed about your personality. So that's kind of what kept me going, even though I wasn't interested in dating anyone at the time. But every single date that we went on, I would find out like, oh man, he's like super driven or, wow, he's actually so cordial or his friends really love him. And then I think one of the final dates that sealed the deal for me is you talked about your family and you talked about your job and like how you really put your heart and soul into like whatever you're working on. And that was kind of my analysis, but that's kind of what sold me because those are the qualities I was looking for. A lot of info all at once. Huh? I said a lot of info all at once. What, right then or yeah, on the dates? Right then. <laughs> Sorry, I started getting into my, yeah. my groove. Yeah. No, once I think it is easy to say let things flow natural, but as soon as you start forcing things, that's when everything becomes complicated for sure. I don't think we ever forced anything, which is kind of nice. Mm-mm. 
like looking back on it now. Yeah. Even with the move. So fun fact, I actually accepted my orders to Los Angeles the day before our first date. So being single, they offered me the job here in Los Angeles, and I was like, well, sure, I'll do it because I'm single. Which, for the record, Matt, you had what, six months? At the time, time? I had eight. Eight So that was like September, and I was supposed to be moving in June. Yeah. So that's, again, like why I was not looking to date anyone Mm -hmm. because I have very short timeline. You also weren't leaving in like two weeks. No, I wasn't leaving in two weeks, but still, I mean – you're acting like this is a very right. lighthearted go thing, ahead. sir. Know, this is not a lighthearted thing. All right, go ahead. Okay, so it was fast forward. I accepted the orders, kept it really casual because I knew I was moving. So on the note of not forcing anything, by I think it was like our fifth date, I started realizing that like we had feelings for each other, but they were still very premature. So if I told you I was moving, like we could still survive like a friendship. You know, like no hard feelings. We would have been fine. So I, you kind of like figured it out, to be honest. We were sitting at Forno and you started asking a ton of questions about the Navy. And then you're like, oh, like, do you move a lot? And I was like, crap. <laughs> so I was like, um, actually, I'm moving to Los Angeles uh, in June. For the record, Kelly actually got silent and became awkward. When I started asking questions, so well, I immediately knew something was to up. To be honest, I was—I told a couple of my like close friends, I think I need to tell Austin I'm moving, yeah. and it was split 50-50. Some of them were like, mm. nah, like you guys aren't serious enough yet. Don't even yeah. worry about it. Don't stress. And then my other friends were like, you absolutely need to tell him because what if he starts having serious feelings for you mm. and then you're moving? And I'm like, you're right. I just yeah. ripped the Band-Aid off. Yeah. So I was super nervous. I know. Well, like in the movies where – the date stares down and plays with their food. That's exactly what you were doing. So. Shush. I was also a little nervous. That was at the beginning. Whoa. I know. Man. That's when I was trying to decide if like yeah. this was going to go anywhere. And here we are. <laughs> and by the way, in case you guys hear any like squealing in the background, it's because our little pup, Dale, is probably going to wake up at any moment. We just got a little tiny cavapoo, and he is absolutely precious. He's our little fluffball. And he's sleeping on his OSU mm-hmm. cushion right now. <laughs> well, anyways, um, so, sir, you cannot evade the question of qualities. I talked about the qualities I was looking for, and you said I talked too much. <laughs> so you need to talk about the qualities you were looking for and how I aligned yeah, you with did. them. You fired it all off at once. Well, th- but that was about you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm asking for me what you were looking Whoa. for. Uh, so... Well, I didn't have, like you said, like we, I didn't have anything set in stone, but I think same, similar to you, like what was important to me was a drive and even outside of like a career, because I think it's an, it can be a negative if someone's like, all I care about is my career. Cause then that just becomes an excuse for like not dating eventually. Right. But I think it's good to have a drive outside of that, which you had, you had your photography business and modeling So you had other things you were passionate about. And then, so passion's huge. And then you also loved your family. Family was a big part of your life too, um, which was obviously key to me. And then friends. So that was always big. And how you would be just from a social standpoint. Uh, I think both of us, and not every relationship's like that, but I think both of us were just big into social lives and 
you know, if you are going out with your significant other, you want them to be able to like be on their own at some point. I mean, if you're and at a flourish, wet, yeah, as you would say. exactly. No, but if you're, <laughs> if you are, if you're like at a work event or a wedding or something, there's probably going to be a time you're pulled to the side. And if your significant other gets mad or like doesn't talk to anyone, that could be an issue for some people. And I think that for me was a big factor. And again, you know, a factor it's different, but uh, quality. I think I knew you could handle yourself alone. So. <laughs> That's what yeah. I was digging for. <laughs> but it's funny you say that because I realized that I recently shared a podcast about like what to do and what not to do with dating. And it's because I had dated so many different types of people. But one thing I had learned early on, actually, no, not early on, right before you came into the picture, was I absolutely needed someone who was like me. Because I'm super social and outgoing and I love talking to people. And for some males, that was confused as flirtation. So it was like a consistent argument. It was like, why are you talking to everyone? I was like, I don't know, because I yeah. want to. And then when I would date opposites, then the more quiet people like just didn't get it. They don't get like when you go to a party, you may not see your significant other for like an yeah. hour because you're so busy talking to everyone. And so it was like literally – the same year I met you, I was like, I'm going to have to find someone who just gets it. And I found you were pretty much like this. I always say you're like the same person. We yeah. are the same person. Cause you're the type of like, it's like a, almost like a competition. Like you mm. walk into a room and either you're going to be talking to someone for an hour and I'm not going to see you or like, you're yeah. not going to see me for an hour. <laughs> so it's going to be split down the middle. So yeah. basically it's tough to go into social settings together because <laughs> we just don't hang out. But um, We do now, but it, yeah. uh, it makes you less – I feel like that too helps because it makes you like less dependent on that person right away. So if you do go out, it's not like I have to stay hip and hip with this person. You can actually go and especially at the beginning of a relationship, like you can go and talk to other people, talk to their friends, like get to know – the people close to them and if you're sheltered you're not going to be able to do that but every relationship's different so yeah this is more for the extroverted relationships yeah. but i i think the point that we're making here is that we knew before we ever met each other kind of what were the deal breakers yeah you know like it was super attractive to me that you have an a really close friend group um you know i wanted someone who like if you can balance family and friends that means you can also balance relationships with females because, like, why would you not know how to deal with women or a girlfriend or a wife if you haven't been doing that already? And you did. You had yeah. had best friends. I mean, you've had your best friends in your life since you were, like, a literally toddler. And they're still your friends today. And then not to mention you have your relationships with your family. So – Knowing that early on and then knowing I needed someone who was like-minded and then I mentioned before I needed someone who was also like could match me professionally because that was something I was always concerned about too is, you know, I would meet people who weren't necessarily the most driven or they did well in their careers but they weren't passionate about them and I needed someone to understand like why I am the way that I am and like why I'm so passionate and just support me in general. Mm -hmm. And I think that you do a terrific job because you don't always get what I'm doing. <laughs> like you don't, I remember, I think on our first date alone, um, you were like, 
so like what's this Miss Ohio stuff that was going on? Because <laughs> you had I was getting ready to compete within like a month or so. And you had obviously yeah. never heard of like Miss USA and Miss Ohio yeah. USA. So I sat down and described it to you and then you were like, okay. And then you've been on board ever since. And then you were my number one supporter yeah. during Miss California. So I just always appreciated that you were like really open-minded, yeah. but I, I didn't feel- force, like I didn't force you into those qualities. You already yeah. had those qualities before I met you. Yeah. I feel like even with work, you never really know everything your significant other does, but I feel like that's also part of it is like you don't want to focus your whole relationship on what each other does for no. work. So, no, I remember going to a barbecue with some of your coworkers, and oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I had a better understanding of what you did because I asked a lot of questions, obviously, of what you did on like a day to day basis than some of the wives. They were like, "I've been with my husband for ten years, and you know more about what Austin does <laughs> than I do." They were like, "We don't talk about it," and I feel like we don't really talk about it yeah. that much. Mm-hmm. But at least like I know the yeah. basics of what you do mm-hmm. and who you are. Well, you didn't describe me. Yeah, I did. Well, you described what you were looking for. You didn't describe Well, those were – I was focusing on you. So family, like you love family, you're driven, you're passionate. I I, Basically, everything I said was directed towards you. Basically, everything you looked for was me. Yeah, sure. Whoa, amazing. (laughs) Wasn't that the point? Well, kind of. I was asking about the qualities you were looking for in a partner. Yeah. I didn't realize that you just so happened – Yeah. To have you're, all those qualities. You're also in me. bubbly, but the only thing, only quality me? you didn't bubbly. Nah. The only quality you didn't have is that you're not very funny. <gasps> I was. <laughs> you're gonna have to tread lightly because I was afraid you were gonna say that, and I think my listeners would strongly disagree with you. Oh yeah. Yeah, because we'll take a poll. A poll. <laughs> yeah, we will. I'll crush this poll. It's not okay, listeners. If you're you're just now learning who Austin Zabraki is. He thinks he's the funniest little fellow that ever walked the planet. And I refuse to give you that recognition. So no, I'm never going to call you funny. We looked at, what was it, my second grade or fourth grade? No. Shush. Yearbook. And half the comments said I was funny. All right. So a little caveat. His mom sent a photo the other day. And it was, I think you were in fourth grade. And the entire class had to write, like, a comment about Austin. They had to write comments about each other. And 14 students in the class said you were funny. Yep. See? And you immediately said, the proof is in the pudding. (laughs) It's over (laughs) half the class. (laughs) Whatever. I mean, I guess you make me laugh sometimes, but I'm still not going to call you funny because you're going to get too cocky. (laughs) All right, guys. We are going to end with a quick little game. To just keep things lighthearted and fun. So Austin hasn't you seen these say. questions yet. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, sorry. I told you the background we have our little Dale Capapoo and he's rolling around like a little nutcase. So, hey, focus. I've got a quick quiz for the listeners. All right. Yep. So you've got to say if it was me or if it's you. If the answer okay. is me or you. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right. <clears throat> Who made the first move? Me? It depends what you de- how you define it. Uh, me? Oh, totally me. Because, yeah, it was you. Yeah, actually. it was me in like every sense of the word because – Take notes. Sit back to me. <laughs> that means you were being a go-getter. <laughs> Take notes. Don't try. Shush. Um, I – okay, this was not intentional, but I did ask for your phone number. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah. But that wasn't on like a romantic way. That was just because my birthday was coming up and I wanted to invite you to something. Um, but I think I did ask you on our first one-on-one date because we were on a double date playing mini golf. And I said that if I won, that you had to take yeah. me out on a one-on-one date. And it's the yeah. only time I've ever beaten you in mini golf. So it has to have been a setup. Mm-hmm. You wanted yeah. to take and me I, out. I know. that's, And I w- told you that you had to go skydiving. So our minds are completely different. Yeah. I said, if you win, yeah. what do you get? And you were like, let's go skydiving. And I was like, that's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, how about we just go on a yeah, one-on-one date instead? Well, I, I ended up back. beating you. And you brought your own putter too. Yeah, so that says something about you. All right. Kelly next. has beat me since, for Shush. the record. Well, I win every day because I have you. So here I am. <laughs> oh. I'm sweet. <laughs> All right. Next question. Who is more likely to start the argument? You. <laughs> it's me. I'll take it. I'm just feisty sometimes, and you got to get to the point, you know? Uh-huh. Also, for any of you who are dear friends with Austin Zabraki, they can all side with me because you're pretty frustrating and slow. I'm just laid back. And late. Late. Anyways. Can't be late. Next question. Who's always late? Austin <laughs> Zabraki. <laughs> All hands on deck. Austin Zabrocki. Let's move on. His mom says he runs on Austin time. Boy, is that true. You absolutely do run on Austin time. New time. As your mom says, you were God's gift to slow her down. See? I'm going to say that it probably was the same for me. So (laughs) slow things down quite a bit there. You're You're too go, go, go all the time. I like to get things done. I'm efficient. Whoa. Next, who says sorry first? Me. Yeah. No, probably 50-50 split. It depends no. on the situation. Probably me. All right, we'll Because we'll I'd rather on. just get like an argument over with. Yeah. So I'd be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Mm, we'll see. Probably me. I'll start, I'll start taking tallies after this and we'll report back. Report back to me. <laughs> All right, next. Who eats more? Me. <laughs> well, that's I don't. I think I eat more than you. I do. It depends. I mean, I feel like you might eat more in one setting, but I, I don't know. I usually finish my plate, so I snack more. That's for sure. You eat more junk, like you <laughs> snack and eat like gross stuff. But that's, I, that, like that's not true. Dinner plate. I'll. I eat more than you. Pita and hummus is not gross. We finished a whole hummus the other day. It was absolutely. Insane. That wasn't in one sitting though. I know, but you still finished it by yourself. So next question: Who's better at buying gifts? Me. No. The TBD, first couple gifts. You haven't gotten me. your birthday present yet, so we'll say. Yeah. We'll we'll give you the eh, that's probably the first couple no. Gifts, it's so. me. Okay. What did we do last year? What did you get for your birthday? If you don't remember, I'm gonna throw the microphone across the room. Um. I took you to dinner at the Eiffel Tower. Oh yeah. That's a so. great gift. And that's not casual. This see, this is what, but we go back to the who remembers more important things, and that's you. Yeah, it's me. Oh wow, remembers important dates. How did you know that? that was the next question? Did you cheat? No, we talked about who, that earlier. Oh, that's me. Obviously, who dances better? Me. Navy dance team. Shout out. Next. Lost all the skills. Who's more organized? Me. You for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, me. Who cooks better? 
Uh, we used to throw everything in the oven. I don't think, way, I think the question should not be who cooks better. I think the question should be technically who I'm, doesn't cook terrible. <laughs> technically, I'm more versed because I can use the grill mm-hmm. and smoker, and you just use the oven. All right, but if I asked you right now what temperature to cook salmon on, what would you say? I probably three fifty, and I'd eyeball it. Nope, not correct. All right, next. Who spends more money? Austin. <laughs> Austin spends more money than me. I'm a very frugal person. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Someone likes their golf equipment. I over here shop off the rack. All right. Next. Ooh, final question. What? Who's more social? <laughs> me. <laughs> of course you're going to say you. Me. The proof uh, is in the pudding. I have a words for miscongeniality. Where are your words? So Kelly's more social in some aspects because Bumble gives you the ability. Like as a guy, you can't go on Bumble and BFF and be like, hey, man, let's hang out because it doesn't exist. But a woman can go on Bumble and get her whole group together. It's weird for a guy to reach out. Okay, to but it guy. depends on the metric of social. I think I'm more social because A – I can still connect with the friends I have, but B, I'm able to walk into a room and make more friends. You, however, are social because you grew up in Ohio and knew everyone. So you didn't have to make friends all over again like I did. I had to make, I've moved 10 times. It's a different I had to type make of friends social. every single time I moved. So that makes me more social. Yeah, but you. that's not true because uh-huh. I can connect with anyone when I go out. Debatable. Fine. Maybe this is the most misunderstood aspect of the whole episode. We're going to count. Who's more social? Me. We're going <laughs> to. All right. We'll see. Austin we'll Davis. We'll make a list. Zabraki. Of connections. Please share what you think is the biggest misunderstanding <clears throat> of our relationship. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say of, the, of dating. <laughs> Well, you can pick one or the other. Whatever comes to mind first. Time is of the essence, friends. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I have a feeling you already have an answer for the relation for our relationship. So, I'll let you take that one. But uh, for dating, I think fine. <laughs> the most misunderstood thing is what time is. Okay, time is of the I essence, see, friends. I see. I see. I see. Um, I think <laughs> one of the most important aspects of dating or misunderstood aspects, I guess, of dating is that people immediately just focus on that one person and they like want to just focus on planning dates with one-on-one with them all the time. So it's like the weekday or weekend, it's always focused on that one-on-one piece when they need to still do their regular day activities, still plan trips with their friends, like, Plan weekends with their friends. Need they to need have to. Balance. They need to say no. Is what they need to do. Okay. They need to tell a person. All forty-five no seconds of that was balance, in summation. And say no. Like I did to Kelly. Hey. <laughs> what? We're you not got- ending it on a lying <laughs> note. Fine. The most misunderstood aspect of our relationship, I would say, is that this is a shot in the dark. But I would say almost maybe you don't challenge me. Because a lot of people see like a female military officer and the fact that you're not in the Navy and they might not think that, but you actually have challenged me more than anyone I've ever known. So, and you've
And I'd actually say you've probably made me like a better leader. That I don't know that sounds weird, but because you have brought such different perspective into my life and the way I do things day to day, and even my career when I ask you for advice. So I think that that's probably what I would say is most misunderstood about us. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the point where you actually get mad at me for challenging you too much. No. Well, maybe. It's a good thing. A I like bit. it. Well, anyways, thanks for being on the show today, my mm, dear. Of course. I think that the listeners will love it. I think we've answered a lot of questions. I get lots of DMs about how we met and who you are and who's this dashing young gentleman in my photos. And it's I'm you. Sure, I'm sure that's what you get. It is. It's you. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Of course. And for anybody who wants to follow him, he's on my Instagram. You can find him in a second. <laughs> so I won't make you, you say it. Um, but thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I hope that this gave you a little background on your host, on our relationship, and was exactly what you needed to hear today. So thanks so much. Hey you, thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please take time to go to Apple or Spotify and rate my podcast. 10 seconds of your time means the absolute world to me. Also, you can follow me and all of my upcoming episodes on my Instagram at misunderstood.podcast and follow me on at Kelly Renee Hall for any updates. Thanks so much for your support, guys. Keep tuning in on Misunderstood.